have a lot in common some really similar experiences and some wildly different ones we met because of beer we bonded over comedy but maybe the thing we love most is bread and each other oh do we though whatever you know you love me how about you just pass the bread all right well we have two large plates (laughs) full of bread scones like there's a lot happening on these plates it's a lot of i went a little crazy i don't hate it i'm excited to take a bite of each of these things yeah even though as much as i could research i still don't know what exactly we'll be biting into (laughs) love a surprise bite (laughs) uh but what we're looking at are different Mexican sweet breads okay. or pan dulce, as they're oh. called in the general form. Okay. In a broad form. <laughs> Did you, like, grow up eating any of these? Yeah. So definitely the conchas, the the ones that look kind of like seashells. Okay. But they're, those are also made many different ways. And so, you know, I, there's a variety. I learned today in researching mexican sweetbreads because let's be real phoned it in this week didn't make anything (laughs) instead i ran down to a local mexican bakery which is a reason i love my neighborhood and i had never been in there and i walked in and it was huge like relative to most like mexican markets and things that i tend to shop at i have one at the end of my street that i go to and it doesn't have anything like this but it was just a whole bakery, and there was, like, multiple people just pulling pastries off of baking sheets, like, baking racks that they were wheeling out into the store the entire time. And they're open till 9 p.m. Oh, wow. So it's, like, a very high-functioning bakery. And I just picked random things. None of them were labeled. <laughs> I tried to, like – I was hoping that the, each item would have, like, a name card, even if it was in Spanish. Mm-hmm. And I was going to take photos and then <laughs> – look up what I had grabbed no such luck um but then it's also a bakery where they do like birthday cakes and just a all full all the things there was flan and there was tres leches cake. like there okay. was all the all the sweets and cookies as well okay but I zeroed in on the bread like obviously <laughs> so yeah we have a we have a platter of different things that I think we'll just be trying in real time and not even know what we're doing. Nope. This is <laughs> this will this will be new. This will be different. This will be a, yeah. Uh, was it the Mariacha Plaza? Is that where the bakery mm-hmm. was at? So this is El Hornitos, which is down on Murfreesboro Pike. Okay. And it's just in one of the shopping centers. Yeah. You sent me like pictures of that inside, <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, it's just like. Trays and trays, trays and trays. Of, trays of treats. Of all these like brightly covered things. Mm-hmm. We have a pink, what'd you call it? Tortuga? Yeah. A tortuga fresa, which okay. is strawberry turtle, which is also the concha type bread. And this one is like a drier. What's it doing for you? Well, I took a bite of the one that you described as like a seashell. Mm. Which is interesting because it has um, 
like two different doughs it looks like one is like overlaid on top of the other and it kind of like comes apart mm. oh that's the roll not the seashell these are the oh, seashells these are the seashells <laughs> is this the one you took a bite no of? This oh is no the this one, one. Bite of. oh yeah yeah. yeah yeah okay yeah yeah that's a concha i believe a chocolate one okay i'm not getting chocolate i'm only getting coconut and i'm not mad about oh. it oh okay mm-hmm. i got a lot of coconut in the strawberry one that i just tasted did you get any strawberry in the strawberry mm-hmm. one you just tasted the pink okay. one has a hint of it okay um interesting what is yours yeah those are it's, similar textures it's crumbly like it's, it yeah. feels very dry and it makes me very glad i have water but i like the flavor a lot well that was the thing too in researching all of these almost every single article i read was like goes great with coffee goes great with milk goes great with they really emphasize the need for <laughs> something to drink while consuming. Mm. I just tried whatever the one with sesame is. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it's called a rosquette. Rosquette, okay. something like that. Rosquete. I really like it. I can't fully identify the flavor. Mm-hmm. This one has a like filling, cinnamon. right? Yeah, it has some sort of filling in there. Okay. I don't. I haven't really. It, tell me if you taste cinnamon from okay. it. Okay. A lot really of tell. the recipes had cinnamon. A lot had anise. Maybe um, that's what I'm getting. Okay. Let's see. Mm. It's also just very pretty. Like when I first looked at it, it looked like a pretzel because it has mm-hmm. that nice, like golden brown. The sesame looks like large salt. Mm. Yeah. I think that, that I think that's anise, okay, not cinnamon, okay. But cinnamon sugar is a common ingredient for them as well, so that one's different, lighter, mm-hmm. still dry, but not as not as dry. dry. <laughs> I think that that filling kind yeah. of like helps. Whatever's in the inside is making it just like a little bit, yeah, more moist. Man, okay. I think that's going to be a similar. This one. This one feels a little softer than these other two conchas. Like a true bread. The other ones are Mm kind of giving me some like scones, dry Mm -hmm. biscuit vibes. Mm -hmm. Let's see what this is like. So what I learned today, I did the research. It won't be nearly as articulate as when you do the research. (laughs) But I found that a lot of the Mexican pastries stem from Spain bringing, Spain is the one who introduced wheat way back, the conquistadors introduced wheat and then there was a french occupation in the um 1800s i believe okay it wasn't very long but it had a huge influence on their bread making okay so when you go in you see a lot of things that look like croissants and there's a lot of a lot of different breads are made with like the pastry crusts and they're like layered and flavor like or layered and flaky Mm -hmm. and a lot of it comes from the french influence so even though they were only there for a little while they had a big impact on all of the breads. So they say there are over 2,000 varieties of pan dulce. Oh. They said okay. every region has their own. Like the turtle shape is a very common one. There's also a pig that's very common. Okay. So they like do like whimsical shapes with a lot of them. Because a lot of it you see is sort of the same thing, but they're shaping them differently. They're wrapping them differently. There's some that are stuffed. I don't know if we got a guava one or not. I know guava is a big flavor. Yeah. And so is a lot of cheese, like the cream cheese mm-hmm. kind of pastry. And 
so they're, you know, they incorporated their fruits into a lot of French baking. Well, it's interesting because, like, I don't know, there's almost like a sea theme with, like, the turtles, the seashells. Like, mm-hmm. that kind of makes mm-hmm. me, like, think, like, oh, did a lot of this happen on the coast? Regionally, or, yeah, yeah. might have been on the coast. Yeah. And also just, like, with the flavors of, like, coconut. Like, that, it feels very tropical, mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know. Which I think you see, those are the flavors in a lot of Mexican desserts desserts sodas all their sodas are pineapple coconut lime strawberry it's a lot of like fruit what do we got Mm. we got a face oh it's like a really (laughs) dry (laughs) pound cake and i'm not into it okay oh yeah yeah because this is like i think the most dense one on the plate Mm -hmm. yeah that tastes i wonder if just thinking about like Mexican desserts and stuff I've had in the past. If this is something that maybe you cover in caramel and it absorbs mm. it or something. Oh, I got some dampness in my. Oh, was it like maybe, maybe filled go, with something? Go closer to the middle. Go closer to the middle. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Mmm. It does taste just like pound cake though. Mmm. Did you get that? Mm-hmm. There's like a layer of something in there. <laughs> or like it was like infused with something like I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Well, this is interesting because like I did not grow up with anything like this at all. I think this is probably one of the first times I've had breads like this. Yeah. Um, which I mean is not surprising. Growing up in Ohio, there was not. Mm-hmm. There isn't that like cultural influence at all. Um, but this is really good. I really like some of these. You're still. I'm still on, on the pound, pound cake. cake thing. I'm just trying to figure out what that was in the middle. Who knows? But it is like a... I mean, I don't know how else to describe it other than like a pound cake. Yeah. That's a exactly dry. what it is. I wonder why... I didn't read this. Like some, So they had like... Some of their breads are yeasted. Some of them are definitely not. But none of them seem to be too damn. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a lot of moisture. And these were like coming out like fresh i was watching them pull them from the back so it's not like they're stale i think this is just how they are hmm Hmm. yeah there i mean i'll be real honest like with the exception of like one or two there aren't a ton that are the texture of a pastry that i really gravitate towards like that one the one that you're yeah tearing a chunk off of is like it's soft i like that one this one tastes a lot butter, like more buttery, like mm-hmm. more like a croissant, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Man. Well, it's interesting. This is fun. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly messy, but fun. <laughs> so much sugar, mm-hmm. so many sesame seeds. Now I can take all of our, because we're really just taking a few bites off of each piece, and now I can just <laughs> tell my kid it's like a pile of dessert and she can have it all. <laughs> And she'll be very, very into it. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's been a week and I don't think I had the uh, the mental space to like research to create something or do any baking or even decide what we should do. <laughs> yeah, we are getting to that point of like, uh, I don't know. We have a huge list and none of it seems like really this week it just really didn't pull us in it did not and i think part of it is just because it's getting uh hot again and so like you've been Mm -hmm. kind of saying like turning on that oven 
really wanting to like work with dough mm-hmm. is just it's not super appealing it's not yeah it really isn't i know i was looking earlier at like i literally googled summer breads mm-hmm. and some of the first things that popped up were like lemonberry breads and yep. that kind of thing and it was like it's very in the same vein as the zucchini bread mm-hmm. so it's like <laughs> yeah, i just i just did a bread with all the flavors so <laughs> mm-hmm. you really that. did yeah well and there's also like um, I am heading up to Ohio tomorrow morning. And so like mm. whenever I'm leaving for like, I mean, I'm going to be gone for over a week. I'm always trying to like empty out my fridge and like get rid of everything yeah. because I don't like want to come back to anything. So it's like, yeah, I don't really feel like baking or doing anything like that. So mm-hmm. this was nice. Are just... you going to, do you take stuff up there or do you usually just come home with treats and delight. Um, <laughs> that's a good question i uh always take my mom's stuff from trader joe's like oh. i'll text her and be Do like they, not, they don't have it there the closest trader joe's is in cleveland which is like an hour and 45 minutes away mm. um and she always like one of the staples she always gets is just like that onion salt <laughs> like i, I went about like, what that is oh it's in the like spice aisle i went and got her like four jars of it the other <laughs> night um, and sometimes like I'm going to grab, um, since it was just father's day and also my dad's birthday. Um, I think before I head out of town tomorrow, I'm going to swing by, um, Woodland wine and get him like a nice bottle of wine. As... Like a local, like from Arrington or something? Uh, no, more like, cause like I've gotten him stuff from Arrington before, but, um, just like something really nice. Cause like my mom likes really sweet wines Oh. And my dad likes a drier wine, and so I like he usually requests like get me a nice bottle of port. Um, so I do something like that, which is a little bit sweeter. But um, yeah, sometimes I take them other things, but um, yeah, this time around it was just just trying to get out the door. <laughs> the basics, the yeah. staples. Yeah. And what do you think you'll come home with besides corn mush? We know oh, yeah, you're gonna, coming home with corn mush. We're going to have a, like, hot and just heavy dinner uh, at some point when I come in. Because it, it is a solid meal. Okay, what is it served with again? Sausage gravy. Oh, that's we'll right. also have to have, like, a little bit of a uh, maple syrup option. So you can just, like, experience mm-hmm. my mom's, mm-hmm. like, sweet, sweet thing. Um, I'm, so I'm going to definitely come home with that um the thing also is that i'm like swinging over to detroit right so like maybe i'll grab something from there i'm not sure because they have like so much like polish food yeah Good italian food is in they've detroit. got some great like farmers markets and stuff there mm-hmm. yeah so i think corn mush uh is is the main thing that will be coming back any baked good i feel like they just won't last what is it yeah what does your mom make in the summer Oh, well, this was funny. I She texted me, and um, every time I come home, she tries to make sure that there's, like, a big family dinner so that I can mm. see, like, all of my uncles and cousins and, like, stuff like that. Right. And she was like, what is your request for uh, the meal this time? And I was like, mm, stromboli. <laughs> oh. Uh-huh. And she was like, oh, that's a good idea. I haven't, like, made that in a while. And I was like, yeah. So I'm like, I'm ready for my mom's stromboli. She better not one-up me. <laughs> I think that would be hard to do after the excellent job that you did. But it like that, like you making it made me like super nostalgic for it. And I was just like, I can't remember the last time I had mom's stromboli. So Mm -hmm. we're going to have that. And I was also trying to think today, like 
is there anything that I want her to like teach me how to make while I'm up there that we didn't cover like at Christmas and oh I might just like talk I want to like make sure I understand if what I'm thinking about the corn mush is right but we'll see but okay yeah because we also did I made the sausage gravy when I was home at Christmas too because we did like a Christmas brunch got it I feel like gravy's I mean I guess you can mess it up but it's pretty basic well you know my love of supervision yeah so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah there's just a little bit of that but and my insistence on figuring it out myself yes <laughs> yes uh, but I'm also just like excited to go home because when I went home at Christmas I really only saw one friend who I knew had had COVID so because of how because of the choices mm-hmm. my parents were making I was like, I do not want to see anyone that I could potentially, like, expose anything to. Right. Um, and this time, it feels like a, a lot more normal where I'm reaching out to, like, I'm grabbing dinner with my high school friends and, like, other coworker, former coworkers and, like, things like that. So. So it'll be a little more social. It'll be social. Um, well, it'll be the 4th of July, right? Or will you be in Detroit for I'll that? be in Detroit for the Got 4th it. of July. Um, and Betsy has been planning activities she's taking me to a comedy show in detroit oh who are you guys going to see um i can't remember his name bill something he's like a middle-aged like white dude i'm curious we'll see he (laughs) seems like not fully local but like definitely regional so i'm like okay got it and i haven't been to a club in detroit so it's like that's cool yeah that'll be fun so we'll see that's exciting yeah i wonder i wonder what they're i know of what I remember from Allie and James living there, at least in the neighborhood they were in, their neighbors would, like, lose their mind shooting fireworks off in the middle of the street. Oh, wow. Like, really just yeah. leaned into it. Okay. So I wonder if she lives in a similar area that I don't know. might Her participate in rowdiness. Last time I was up there seems, like, fairly quiet. But mm-hmm. I wonder if Detroit, like, the city does. I'm sure they do something. They like probably do a city event as well. Yeah. Do you have any, like, memorable 4th of Julys? I mean, you've lived in quite a few different cities or even, like, hometown stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, 4th of July as a kid was amazing. Yeah? <laughs> that, I think, it, when I was a kid, it was one of my favorite holidays because there was no gift giving. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't have to act happy? <laughs> exactly. I didn't have to pretend I liked what you gave me. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but it was also just like summertime was the best and in Prescott they would do every year 4th of July every person who owned a pickup truck load loaded their kids into the back and the neighbor's kids and their cousins and whoever like everyone just piled in the back of everybody's trucks armed with buckets of water balloons that we had to manually hand fill one at a time <laughs> at the kitchen sink because it was the 90s and not uh-huh. now where the kids have a, like a nozzle and they can turn on the water and have 50 water balloons instantaneously, which is I can't pure cheating. Imagine that. Like that feels like it's not in the spirit of like a true like water balloon no, fight. No, you, you had, had to, to prepare for war when we yeah. were kids. And when you're out of ammunition, like you're done. <laughs> you're done. Oh, I remember even like my cousins had super soakers like sometimes yeah. and that felt like cheating because it was just like insane. Oh, but. I mean, we definitely went in on the super soakers too because it was like, so it was water guns, buckets of water balloons, and then there would usually be like a kiddie pool 
full of water so you could keep refilling your guns. Okay. <laughs> this is an operation. Like, this sounds like war. It, it was. It was the best. It was, like, the biggest water fight. And and so, basically, the downtown, like, the courthouse is surrounded by, like, a really traditional square. Okay. And so, everyone would just drive in circles around the square all night long attacking each other in the backs of the other trucks and if you were a bystander on the sidewalk too bad you walked into this mess you got to get yourself away from it like it's not hard to avoid us all you have to do is like go 30 feet off into the uh-huh. into the park and you'll be fine you just stay off the sidewalk that kind of like makes me think of like is this the purge it's like you know when the like you know when the times are if you if you get hit you're out yeah, I don't know that reference because I don't watch scary <laughs> bullshit, but I, I am familiar with the idea of the purge. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that was a really, really fun thing. And then, of course, as probably a middle-aged white woman ruined it for everyone by complaining because she got hit one year by a water balloon or <laughs> super super I don't know which version of ammunition was used on her but she had a whole fit and claimed it was a danger and that Mm. kids were at risk of dying in the back of trucks and probably (laughs) but also we were going 10 miles an hour tops like it was literally just cruising around the square it wasn't like because it and i think it went up i think most of the kids you probably did it until you were like 15 14 15 and then you were too cool for it and so you know like yeah so it was mostly young kids and i remember going one year with like kids from the church and my cousin and all this stuff like um i want to say it was like one year it fell on a sunday so it was after church service so like we came prepared and like sat through church and then it was like (laughs) downtown we go (laughs) uh because fourth of july was also the biggest rodeo weekend oh man that is prescott's rodeo weekend which and their claim is world's oldest rodeo i doubt it (laughs) but it's painted on the sides of buildings Mm -hmm. and they closed down whiskey row which is one block of the square okay for a big block party and it's where all the cowboy bars are and then in one of the parking lots is a big tent that's set up for like the the rodeo dance is happening like it takes over like that whole area and I think we've discussed my nostalgia for rodeo as well. Yeah, yeah. I I did not know that your like love of all things Western like went so so deep. Well, and it's I, I from that. childhood. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so that was also the same weekend. So Fourth of July in general was like the biggest okay. thing, and they also did a huge parade. Okay. A very patriotic parade mm-hmm. that you know brought it, and they still do it. It's still like one of the biggest events of the year. And so you have like the whole weekend or whatever, week of 4th of July, you've got parades, you've got rodeo. We used to have the water fight. After they canceled that, I think it's been gone. A couple of years ago, they tried to bring it back and like set it up in one of the middle school like football fields, which is lame. The whole point is to be like potentially falling out of the back <laughs> of your dad's truck. That's the entire point. You have to like really feel the risk and the and danger. And you have to like be, yeah, you have to like shoot on the move. You had to like get your aim to tar- <laughs> like to time when the truck was going to pass. It was a whole thing. Yeah. A water fight in a field is just cheating. That's, but, not, that's not the same. But I loved, yeah, I was very nostalgic for 4th of July for that reason. And then as I became an adult, I feel like I've been gypped every year since. Yeah. It's never lived up to what it was as a kid. Because even after I grew out of it, 
and the water fight stopped then it was rodeo and it was the block party and it was the rodeo dances like that's what we were doing as teenagers okay and then we'd leave i think i was already dating matt and we left the rodeo one night with i left with my friend adam and then we went mudding in his jeep (laughs) like it was just like yeah the most redneck small town stuff but it was very fun super fun yeah oh I feel like most of my memories around 4th of July and like this may not be specific to 4th of July, but like when I was growing up as a kid, um, my grandfather owns like a pond and a woods Mm. and like pretty much it felt like every weekend in the summer, our like entire extended family, like everyone who was in town or like who wasn't doing something else were having cookouts at the pond. And I remember a couple of times where we had like, sparklers or like would shoot off fireworks and stuff like that but like when I think about summers as a kid I think about like just grilling hamburgers and hot dogs and like running around the woods with my cousins and did you swim in the ponds and no tire swings and all that no no it wasn't that kind of pond my (laughs) my grandfather like stocked it with um different fish so it was Mm -hmm. more of like a fishing thing he bought oh my god he bought a pontoon uh, mm-hmm. for this pond that was like very small like basically like basically i was gonna say a pontoon isn't really a pond kind of it's, boat it's not usually it's a he could pat like a rowboat he could go in like a decent circle but that was about it but there was oh man i can't remember if it was one summer or like two summers where my grandfather discovered there was like a giant catfish in the pond and he became <laughs> obsessed with like catch it like it was his moby dick like he was like i have to get this catfish and like it went so, like they tried everything and finally he hired an amishman to come essentially harpoon this catfish wow <laughs> he like wanted it out of the pond because it was, like it was a, eating all the others, I assume. Yeah, yeah, and it was just like eating everything. How big was it? Do you oh, remember? It was like so big that like, I mean, its mouth, it could suck in like an entire piece of bread. Like it would like come up to the surface and you could see it from a ways away. It was <laughs> huge. But my grandfather would get like something... What do they call it? Noodling? Yep. Where, where they, they like, stick, stick their, their hands arm. in it? Oh. That's what they should have done. Oh, man. Yeah. I completely <laughs> forgot about that. Like, that was a full-on obsession That's for hilarious. a while. Yeah. Well, it's funny when you see it consume someone where you're, like, you're really indifferent on it, but you're like, mm-hmm. it's driving this person mad. Well, he also had this thing with, um, do you know, I mean, I know you're really into birding now and, like, watching birds <laughs> from your front porch. <laughs> this feels like a personal <laughs> attack. Um, have you heard of Purple Martins? Mm-mm. Okay, well, they're this, like, kind of bird that, like, they eat a lot of bugs, and they're, like, really pretty. They're, like, purple, like, and they, like, if you can get them to, like, nest in boxes or, like, they will come back every year. Okay. And, again, Grandpa. I have a new thing to look up. <laughs> yeah, you have a new bird to watch for. <laughs> I can't tell you. I'm not even going to go on my bird Pretty soon, yet. you're going to be, like, out at Radnor at, like, 6 a.m. in the mornings with your binoculars. <laughs> no, I just want them to come to me. Okay, well, I'll try and find my grandfather's tips for, um, you know, getting Purple Martins. He made this, like, an obsession where we had, like, specific Purple Martin boxes in the front yard. Um, Starlings are the enemy of Purple Martins. He had a starling trap set out that would, like, ugh, it was this whole thing. But anyway, he got really obsessed with them, and it was just kind of funny. It's funny. Like, they're really, like, 
silly obsessions. Yes. Like, yes. big picture don't have a lot of impact <laughs> on your life, but you can make them completely change your but life. But he wanted to sit <laughs> uh, in his living room and look out and see a host of Purple Martins. And then he, like, passed that obsession down to his kids. Like, my mom got really into it. One of my, two of my other uncles. Specifically the specifically birds? Specifically Purple Martins. They wanted them. Does your mom have them now? Uh, no, they sold all of the boxes because it just became like too much of a hassle. Wait, wh- what do you have to maintain with the boxes? It's just like you have to like lower them every year, clean them out, like do all of that stuff. Like, out was, of trees or whatever? Or no, we, it was like or a on post. Yeah, it was a whole post. One oh. time we had like four of them in the front yard and one time someone like drove up because they thought it was like an attraction. <laughs> That's so embarrassing. Right. How big are they? Oh my god. <laughs> They're large. <laughs> when you make it onto like things you must see in this town, you should be concerned. Yeah, yeah. that's hilarious. No. It's funny. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's embarrassing. Yep. Yeah, I don't think I had any I'm not obsessed. I'm just you know, just invested interested Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. did you i don't know did you like buy a bird bath yeah yeah Mm -hmm. but my kid broke it so that oh man i'm already over it like all my other obsessions (laughs) it's waning (laughs) (laughs) also baby bird season's over so it's a lot less interesting sad i was just really interested in the life cycle of a robin um and then i got to see parents baby a baby cardinal learned to fly. <laughs> it was really fun. I watched its mom and dad like freak out and they were just yelling at it, yelling at it, yelling at it until it just leapt out of the tree. Man. You know. Parenting. <laughs> Being almost 35 is really, really looking good on me. <laughs> You're just settling into middle age nicely. <laughs> I know the last few weeks we've talked about my 2 a.m. nights, but the reality is. There's a lot of 8 a.m. coffee on the front porch mornings. So many. Uh, Yeah, that's fun. mm -hmm. Um, No, but I also remember like a couple 4th of July. So like I have a uncle who lives in Cincinnati. Okay. And we would like drive down there for like the holiday because there was like a barge um, on the river that would shoot off fireworks. Mm. And that was like coming from a small town that was super exciting. Yeah. And like so much more impressive than anything that the Tuscarawas Park offered. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, that's fun. Because I think when I was little, also Arizona had, like, major fire restrictions. Right now, I think there are 23 active fires burning in Arizona. Oh. And they've evacuated all of the places I love. So it's, like, bad. But that's how it always was. And so um, it was hit and miss if we even got fireworks, period. Okay. Because it, like, it literally depended on weather conditions, wind conditions. Because if a spark flew into the wrong direction, start a forest fire. And so... There, there was always – you could find them somewhere. They usually shoot them off from, like, the high school field, like, football field or whatever. That was always sort of the thing. But then when I moved to San Francisco, supposed to be this, like, beautiful – they shoot them off over the bay. Yeah. And we, I think, two years in a row drove, off, drove out to, like, Treasure Island, which is, like, an island between Oakland and San Francisco. And they shoot them off from San Francisco – 
expecting this glorious fireworks display. And as the Bay Area is known for, it was just fog. (laughs) So two years in a row, it was freezing cold, sitting on the edge of the water, like in coats, and just seeing the clouds change color. (laughs) It was like so disappointing, especially coming from what 4th of July was always like to me in the past. It was like, well, you guys aren't Americans (laughs) because this is bullshit. (laughs) Uh. And then I feel like, I don't really remember. I, I mean, I had a few Fourth of Julys in Denver. I don't remember many. I remember one. I think Allie and James were there. At least James was. And we, like, sat on the grass and watched. I guess they were shooting them from downtown. I don't even know. It was very, like, non-eventful. Yeah. I feel like the only kind of like traditional 4th of July that I've had recently as an adult, especially since I moved to Nashville was like with you mm-hmm. that one time that we like went over to Germantown to that yeah. one property that your former boss used to have. And we all just like hung out there and watched the fireworks, but we didn't mm-hmm. like mess with downtown. Yeah. We avoided downtown because we made that mistake when we first moved here too. Well, one year in Colorado, we drove up to the mountains. We're like, oh, it'll be so picturesque. We'll do it in the Rocky Mountains. Like, God bless America, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And it snowed. It fucking snowed, which, again, ruined my 4th of July because that is not what it's about. (laughs) No, but when we first moved here, completely unknowingly, we moved here in June. Okay. And so then July happened. We didn't know what we were getting into Uh when we were like, oh, we'll just go downtown. Seems like a normal thing to do. No. Not really. It's a million people descending into the streets. Into the swamp that is <laughs> and downtown. it's so hot, so humid. Oh. They shoot them off right from Nissan Stadium. And it was like also the summer storms. Mm-hmm. So it was hot, randomly occasionally rainy. Juniper was not even two yet. <laughs> So she's in a stroller. It was like a whole thing. Like mistakes were made. And we sat, we like got our spot early and then sat there for the next four hours afraid mm. to leave and lose our spot. And like, <laughs> and then I think we were downwind. And again, it was just fireworks through the smoke. <laughs> and then I think it rained all the way back to the car. And then we had to cross Broadway, not knowing they'd do a whole concert down there for it. Ooh. It's a whole thing. And yeah. We learned to never do that again. Yeah. I think potentially the most American 4th of July I ever had was when I was in my early 20s um, back in Ohio. And, like, when I see the words, like, redneck hot tub, do you know what I'm talking about? (laughs) I have an idea. Okay. Um, So one of my cousins, um, like, put a tarp down in the bed of his pickup Mm -hmm. truck. Yep. Stuck a hose in it and just <laughs> filled that baby. Why call it a hot tub if it's so cold, though? That's a really good question that I don't know the answer to. Okay. I'm wondering if it's because it's like, well, it's hot outside. It's going to eventually get warm. Oh, yeah. But, like, when I say that that water was, like, freezing cold <laughs> and, like, like they floated Miller Lite in it because it kept <laughs> the beer cold. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty chilly. Yeah. Um, it was... It was memorable, um, and I never, ever want to drink Miller Lite I've again. I've only ever seen photos of these. I've never witnessed one in real life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm surprised maybe people were doing it during the water fight. 
But I don't recall. I feel like that, like, I mean, if you're driving, that's a lot of sloshing. That's true. Happening. And, like, yeah. that is a recipe for someone drowning in a truck bed. If they <laughs> slip and fall, hit their Where head. They drown? On the, the back of the truck. <laughs> what? In two feet of water. <laughs> All the middle-aged women will be writing letters oh at that point. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, I know they wouldn't because it'd be a bias. <laughs> like, it wouldn't affect them personally. Ugh. Yeah, that, well, did you, so did you get drunk and almost drowned in two feet of water? Uh, No, but I, like, definitely had a few Miller Lights sat in the back of the <laughs> pickup truck. I remember, like, at one point, I, like, just, like, laid out in the grass, like, put a, like, towel down and just, like, fell asleep for a little while because wow. I was just, like, mm, what a time. That's intoxication. Yeah. It's not fun. <laughs> Drinking Miller Light, you're getting a hangover as you drink. Yeah. Yep. I do sort of miss, like. Maybe I don't. Just like the ability to be like, we're just going to get drunk in the back of a truck. That's what our life is. We have no other responsibilities. That's the activity for the day. There's nothing. <laughs> there's no consequences for this. I yeah. also drove a truck, but I tried to kill people in different ways. Because <laughs> I had a tonneau cover on mine, which is like the flat cover that covers uh-huh. your truck bed. Uh-huh. And I think we've talked about it. I don't know. My truck was a whole thing for me. About got, the Gitter Done sticker? I had a Gitter Done sticker. Okay. I had I got custom rims for Christmas one year. Okay. So I had like Did the you have to chromed like, out fake wheels. surprise on that one or were you like truly delighted? No, that one I was delighted. Like okay. I got to go into the wheel shop and pick my wheel. Like it was like <laughs> that was more my speed. All right. <laughs> so I had like custom chrome wheels and then the tonneau cover. So it was like a super sleek and it was like a the teal turquoisey color truck. Okay. It was a whole. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have pictures of this truck? Yeah, probably. Can I see them I at some point? I don't know if I have Please. digital. Ver- ver- this was pre-camera phones and digital. Yeah, no, that would have been like digital camera time. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it was probably. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I know I do for sure. I think I took photos for my photography class at one point <laughs> in front of it. <laughs> Was there a senior photo in front of it? This is no. The, okay. Right. But there was a dev, a- there was definitely a cowboy hat on. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um <laughs> so but because it had that cover on it, what we would do cuz kids couldn't get inside the back of it mm-hmm. without dying, it would be like entering a sauna with no air. They would write on top of it. Oh. And then I would take corners oh. to see who could roll off the back <laughs> of it. <laughs> <laughs> like you know how when you go tubing and you try to see uh-huh. if you can throw them off the tube uh-huh. on the back of the boat you were just doing that in a moving vehicle yeah just trying hard to do pavement? that on no dirt, dirt roads always oh, okay. dirt roads okay that's better <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how we didn't die a million times i know it was <laughs> and you know i was probably listening to like juvenile or <laughs> something <laughs> while driving <laughs> oh man i so i had like totaled my first car when i was 16 like i'd Ooh. had my driver's license for like six months i think mm. and uh i totaled it at the end of my driveway uh it was super embarrassing and <laughs> hated it and a driveway <laughs> Yes. Like a high-speed driveway? (laughs) Okay, so 
the driveway of my parents' house is, like, fairly long. And, like, normally when you're, like, driving down it, you can kind of, like, look left and right and see if anyone's coming. You don't really have to stop. And you can just, like, pull out. Okay. And I, like, did that. I, like, looked left and right. And I saw, like, on the left, like, this big white Escalade. And I was like, okay, I have, like, time to pull out in front of him. Like, this will be fine. Mm -hmm. And I did. But I did not see the red car in front of him. And that car, like, hit me going, like, 55 right on the driver's side uh, tire and, like, spun my car 180 degrees, like, facing back into my driveway. If I had not had my seatbelt on, I would have gone through the windshield, like, 100%. Jesus. And um, my dad, like, because my parents heard it because they were at home and um, everything, thankfully, everything was okay. but I went to school like 45 minutes away and um, we didn't have like a second car because that had like been the that had been the other car and my uncle was like super generous and gave me his like 87 GMC pickup truck with like the cab got 11 miles to the gallon yeah only the radio worked on it like I think it might have had a tape deck like maybe yeah um but it didn't work and so like I have such fond memory like I drove that thing for like I think five or six months and um I <laughs> I mean it it struggled to get over 65 like ever it was older <laughs> than me um but I have a lot of fond memories of like I would be driving home from like volleyball practice in the fall and um the local college station had it was like Z88 Night Rock and they would play like <laughs> screamo like heavy metal stuff and that's like how I got into like screamo <laughs> teenager was because of that that truck which just kind of cracked me up that's so, hilarious yeah it's too funny <laughs> <laughs> i've never been in a real i've had like fender benders but i've never been in a real that was my like that has thankfully been like my only wreck and i've been like in a weird way i was like thankful for it because like i was like an idiot when i first started driving um okay all right i don't want to hear i have opinions (laughs) about how you still drive (laughs) okay imagine how i drive now but at 16 and no fear (laughs) no i can't because i have so much fear when you are at the wheel that is a personal affront like that's a personal attack Uh, yeah well it's a personal issue that you The speeds at which you take turns and approach stop signs is baffling. Okay. The stop sign, I will give you that. The turn, no one was coming. You it was fine. You pulled into the parking garage the other night, and you were just, like, whipping around. <laughs> <sighs> just saying. I can't imagine what teenage you drove like. Oh, I was an idiot. There was, like, one night where, I Have mean. Have you ever gotten a speeding ticket? Oh, yeah. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> I got my, well, I didn't, okay, so when I had that accident, like, Ohio is, like, really strict on teenage drivers, and, As like. they should be, because yes. you are the one driving. This is rude. Um, And I, like, the first time that you have an offense, you lose your license for a month. You, like, have to go to court, mm. and then you have to, like, go to one of those, um, like, court-appointed, like, 
you're a bad teenage driver and you have to sit in a room with a, <laughs> a state patrol officer and say what you so did. So you became best friends with everyone there, right? Is that what I'm going to uh, get out of the story? <laughs> you became familiar with the people? No, because I was like, I'm not coming back here because like all of my cousins had lost their licenses. So like when I lost mine, they were like, welcome to the family. Because like the first offense is a month. Jesus. The second is three months and the third is a year. One of my cousins, like the day he got his license back after losing it for three months, got pulled over again and lost it for a year. So like, yeah, it was. So was, the, it's it's a hereditary problem. It's a family problem. <laughs> it's genetic. Yeah, but no, there was. Um... How do your parents drive? <laughs> The face, the, the like intentional pause and like her eyes just got really big. She was like terrified to answer this question. I got it honest. They're both like my dad, like my mom is definitely like more assertive, um, but my dad has gotten more speeding tickets. So do with that huh. as you will. I don't understand. Like I got one speeding ticket late in my 20s because I was coming around a hill too fast when we lived in Colorado. Okay. It was like a mountain hill that I drove every single day. So I just knew the capacity of like, I wasn't even like excessively speeding, but it was just like five over what the suggested, like take the curve speed was. Yeah. And there was like a, (laughs) like a whatever sheriff on the other side of the curve. So like I got that. All I had to do was, like, pay a fine. Like, it was really, really minimal. I've never gotten any. I've never been pulled over for anything. <laughs> <else>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my my first speeding ticket, what was it? I was 19. Yeah, I was 19. And um, I was coming home super late from my cousin's. And there was this, like... Route 39 that's like super straight and kind of goes up a hill so you can like see for a while. But it was like after midnight and I was coming home and I um, just all of a sudden saw lights in my rearview mirror and the officer like pulled me over and he was like, do you know why I pulled you over? And I was like, yep, I was going to 80 and a 55. And he was like, well, I clocked you at 77. And I was like, all right, well, I'm just honest, like whatever. And then he did me a really big favor, and he only put 80? it. Mm-hmm. Let's circle back to that. <laughs> In these tiny Ohio roads, it's not a tiny. Like it was a. It's not like a small country road. It's Still, like. Still. Yes. It's a two lane highway. It's isn't a two lane. Yes. Two lane highways. You should never be going eighty miles an hour. That's insanity. Yeah, I know that now. I would <laughs> never do that now. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I right. would not. How fast can you make it back to Ohio? <laughs> that's different that's like no uh no but he did me a favor because he was like all right well i'm since you were honest i'm only gonna put 70 on here so that you don't have to deal with the insurance issue of doing more than 15 over Mm. so i learned to just always be honest when you get pulled over and so far that's served me well yeah yeah you also have tits Mm. yeah i would would like to use those to my advantage if but I've I just, ever given the I opportunity. I just get so polite when they pull yeah, me over, sure. and I'm just like, yes, officer. I have been pulled over. Have we talked about this? I, I don't think, think maybe so. you and I have talked about this. Okay. I don't know if we've talked about it on here. I don't think we have on the podcast. I have been pulled over two other times, but it didn't result in anything because <laughs> <laughs> so embarrassing. One of them was in high school. 
I was coming home from, I was taking photography classes at night at the college while I was in high school. Okay. And. Yes, you have. <laughs> I've told you, right? Yes. Yep. Have I told, have I talked about it <laughs> no, on here? Okay. No. <laughs> and it was late and I'm driving back home. There's a, literally no one. It's, it's like 10 o'clock. There's okay. no one on the roads. So I might use my lanes a little liberally if no one is around. <laughs> so I wasn't like fully committed to staying between <laughs> the lines. <laughs> weaving? Are you talking about weaving? I, yeah, I was like, <laughs> it was like not a drunk weave. It was like a just, I was liberal with the lane use, okay? Anyway, I came over a hill and... uh Immediately got pulled over. <laughs> it's the hills that get me. I'm learning. Apparently, <laughs> but he pulled me over, and I had all of my prints because this is like photography, like in the olden days, <laughs> where you had like your prints were drying. Like you take them out of the the dark room, and they're still wet. Like they have to dry. So I have all these like black and white prints drying on my dashboard as I'm driving <laughs> home, <laughs> and all like because I like didn't want to stay and wait for them to dry on the racks. Yeah. Anyways. He, like, comes over to the passenger side because I'm on a highway, even though it's an empty highway. <laughs> he was like, have you been drinking tonight? <laughs> and I was, like, 17. I was like, ter- I was like, no, I've never even drank in my whole life. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. And he's like, well, I don't smell alcohol. And I was like, there's no alcohol. I'm just leaving school. And he's like, you need to stay between the lines. <laughs> <laughs> but like I think that that might come from my dad because he was always like just keep it between the ditches and you'll be fine <laughs> yeah this is like bowling just stay out of the gutter and you're good kid yeah basically and then I got pulled over one other time in California again on suspicion of DUI <laughs> because I was I was it was such a bullshit thing we were leaving a bar but I was not drunk and we were parallel parked in front of the bar. Yeah. And so instead of like pulling out and going to the light and like making a turn, I just like pulled out from my parallel parking spot and like into an immediate U-turn. Again, it's late. No one's around except for the cop parked across the street, watching people (laughs) leave the bar to see who he can pull over. Uh Except this time he knew we were coming from a bar. So it wasn't like, no, I haven't been drinking. (laughs) So he made me do the whole field sobriety test. (laughs) (laughs) And I failed it. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) So then I had to do the breathalyzer, which I passed. (laughs) I just was not very good at taking him. I think it was I wasn't taking him that seriously. I was trying to joke with him and be funny. (laughs) And so, like, when he had me, like, take 10 steps, turn around and walk back, I took the 10 steps forward. And then I was like, now what do I do? And he's like, turn around and walk back. And I was like, oh. So, yeah, I failed. I failed the field sobriety test. <laughs> but I nailed it on the breathalyzer. <laughs> and that that is what counts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So Did you know we were going to talk about driving I offenses I did not today? know that we were going to talk about driving offenses. It's taking a fun direction. Hey, there we go. You never yeah, know. You um, never know. Well, thanks for... Um, taking care of planning all of this tonight because i was it was truly a cop out no we were both we'll get something in the oven next week but yeah 
uh, I don't know. It'd be really helpful if all of our listeners submitted ideas and reinvigorated us and, <laughs> and re-inspired just, like, us. told us what to bake so we wouldn't have to make a decision. <laughs> I think we would all enjoy that. I think it's the decision making that's really getting us. It is. Maybe we should do what we did uh, at the beginning, which was just like have them listed out. And just then there's not a question because we did that for the first couple of episodes. We just had a plan. And then and then we well, got we have them listed still. We just haven't committed to them. Yeah, <laughs> we just we just move them up as we do. Them. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should plan out a few Probably. and that will that will help us just be more That's decisive. True. You have a lot going on in your life. I You're do. You're kind of maxed out. This is true. You're really dipping your toe into some things in your life and, you know. It's hard to stay focused when that's happening. Yeah. Or it's just hard to have any brain power whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. Works also. You have a lot. You have a lot. Mm-hmm. Classic summer burnout. <sighs> Three days just into summer. <laughs> really hoping a classic summer vacation happens at some point. Just where, you know, I'm unable to access my email would be great. Yeah, because you'll be working on this visit, right? Yep. I'm only taking like two days off. That's not enough. It's not, but I think I'll really be able to, one, I'll be so social that like truly I won't be thinking about work mm-hmm. and that will be really healthy. That's and good. then when I go up to Detroit, I think that will also just be the most relaxing time because it's just like one friend who I'm super comfortable with. Yeah. We're going to only do fun things. Mm-hmm. Um, she's promised like uh, just hang out in the pool and like read, have a bottle of wine, just do whatever. It'll be great. So what we do at your house every week. Pretty much. <laughs> I'm into it. I'm into it, too. It's a great time. Ugh, but, all right, well, we'll see when that fried Cornmush episode happens. So that'll be good. Yeah. I mean, probably pretty soon after you're back because it – will it last? What's the preservation status Well, on it's – I mean, that's what I have to ask my mom because I think yeah. if I keep it refrigerated, it can keep for a while. And then mm. we just have to, like, fry it up. So. So weird. So pumped. me too all right well Well, this was great this was unexpected mm -hmm. i can't say i loved any of the breads did not pretty disappointed they look nice but none of them like made me want more well and they're also all very sweet and that like yeah yeah coated in sugar Mm -hmm. so which we don't tend to hmm. go for not really well we've learned our lesson we have and I am impressed by the bakery. Yes. I just don't know. Maybe maybe we're e- doing it wrong, you know? Maybe. maybe or maybe, maybe they should, like, label everything so that... Also, that would help. We know yeah. what things are. Because there's... I do want you to come in with me and I see do. it. Because yeah. there's all kinds of other things happening in Dude, there. Dude, I want some flan. Like, that sounds yeah, delightful. Yeah, there's definitely that. So... All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, rate, review, like, whatever. Send us recipe ideas. We'd love that. Follow all the things. Talk to us. We're really running out of... Maybe we need to start bringing in guests. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're just too boring to talk to each other anymore. We're over each other's bullshit, so now, like, let's get a third person in here. (laughs) Yeah, let's get get something new and fresh. All right. (laughs) Yeah, that's all all we got. Yep. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.